Greetings, starseeds, and welcome to A Cosmic Journey. The podcast about science and spirituality where we discuss everything in the universe from the physical to the metaphysical. I'm Demi Wilde. And I am Jay Maceo. I am. Well, this week we've got cosmic news stories like how to make the world's worst grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> or how to be, uh, how you may soon be able to legally hunt Bigfoot yourself. For our Patreon listeners, we have Demi's Astrology Corner for the week of February 1st through 7th. And Jay tells us how to deal with the dreaded R-words in his Cosmic Insights this week. So be sure to subscribe. Do that. Uh, plus, we take a deep dive into the black hole. A splash. To channel some interdimensional beings with our guest, Fran Lloyd. Lion, <laughs> what's new? <laughs> How's this week been? Um, God, um, it was great until I like messed up the the name there. That's okay, Fran Lion. He's gonna be our guest this week. Yes, that that we were kidding. Uh, this week has been interesting. It's been a, a roller coaster of the good and bad. I guess I might did I say that every week? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's how weeks go. That's folks. A, that's how it's been all year long. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, things were okay. I think I was more dealing with uh, things that that happened with other people. My week was uneventful. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I was just you know. You're dealing. a good friend. I tried. To, you're a good friend. <laughs> you're definitely a good friend. He takes. He you take on like other people's problems as if they were your own, and and. I, at times it might be a detriment, but I mean, like it's it's always a good thing. Like when when friends are like always in your corner. Yeah, I mean, I listen. If something happens to somebody I care about, I especially. You, never mind. You're an empath. You you take on people. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do. So like, it's, especially you and another friend, the two of you. Like, yeah. I something happens and I just I feel it myself. Which I know you just you know shouldn't always do that because you need to separate yourself and codependence and all that. Yeah. What about your week? How was your week? Uh, this week has been eventful. Um, I had my life coaching meeting on Thursday Ooh. with Terrell. Um, he kicked my ass. Uh, oh. He really kind of like told me what's what and like what I need to focus on. And so it really kind of like it hurt a little bit. When mm-hmm. I, I think if you don't have a coach that kind of hurts you a little bit, it's it's they're not coaching you very well. So. If I it, think if it don't hurt, it wasn't good. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's our motto here. If it doesn't hurt, it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it definitely needed to be said, and and I know I I kind of like have a way of avoiding things, or maybe like even dancing around subjects and things. But I I it's not out of like any personal like thing, but like it, it's really a good thing to like, when someone points that out to you. It's like, hey, you know. Be more specific, like be more kind of like on top yeah. of your shit. And, yeah, and so it really helped me. Well, it's good. It's I mean, it's good to have people that you know, like you're saying, to tell you what's what, and to kind of like get a shock because if if I keep doing the same thing, even if everybody tells me what I'm doing is great, then I will never have anything beyond what I have in that. Then moment. you're Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. Um, I had I wanted to talk about this though. Okay, um, the stock markets. Oh yeah! Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. did you hear about this? Uh, I I I actually bought a little GameStop. Did you? <laughs> I bought. I I have a friend. I was sitting with a friend who was talking about this, and my friend got into it at like eighty eight. Okay. And it, yeah. So when did you get into it? Like two eighty seven. Ooh yeah. Yeah. Late. Then it went down. It took a huge dive. I almost sold it. I didn't. Then I I just I ended up getting out of it at like three fourteen or something. So I made a little bit of money. Okay, that's good. Then. Yeah. What did you? What, but let's talk about it. Let's. Okay. Talk. So um, I actually had to 
contact a friend of mine that I knew uh, back in Seattle because I was like, please explain this to me because I have no idea what this is. So basically what happened is um, all these hedge fund, hedge fund managers had a kind of plan mm-hmm. um, for when GameStop stocks were going to like tumble to like, you know, jump in on it. But Redditors got wise to the, to the, to the fact and they ended up just buying out all this stock of GameStop. Thus increasing the stock, yeah, and bankrupting the hedge fund managers. You're right. I saw something online that said the hedge funds will be all right. Just send them a six hundred dollar check. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is they. I mean, they do this with the price of you know of stocks. Hedge funds do you know different banking institutions do that with the price of silver. The way they've been holding it down. Mm-hmm. What they do is they drive the price down. They buy it. Then they like they. I mean, they they do this all the time. It's like a little game where they actually control the market rather than let it be. You know. Oh yeah, the invisible hand of the market is looking real fucking visible right now. Yeah, yeah. But it it made me. It kind of made me really happy just to see like all these people banding together and like 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 figuring it out and then like playing the game. Yeah. Like right back at them. What sucked is Robinhood and uh, Ameritrade and a couple of people stopped the trading mm-hmm. uh or you know and then they limited one company only allowed you to sell uh and yeah. not to buy and i'm like oh come on yeah like, that is that's not a free and fair uh market is yeah what, what it's based on essentially yeah however <laughs> nothing of it is for is fair nothing of it is free it's it's a scam and people are getting wise to it well yeah absolutely and it's funny that you know they try to you know cut it off when individuals did the same thing that the big big hedge funds were doing Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden oh we the individuals do this but and of course the listen the banking situation folks are you know some of the folks that run the country or fund the people who run the country so yeah uh, I get it, but you know, people so, pay attention to your constituents. Too. I will be saying there is some astrological reasoning for this. Ooh, and I will be talking about it in my astrology reading later on. Oh, that's a way to so keep me a, like. I know there's a whole like there's a there's a whole thing about like uh, Saturn conjuncting Uranus that I'll be talking about later on that might have a lot to do with what's going on with the stock market. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so little tease for later on. Tease. Um, Casualties. But um, no new reviews this week, but remember to rate us on Apple Podcast and Do that. leave us on your next show. Oh, what? I did want to mention one more thing, sorry. Sure, let's talk about it. Um, I heard today, mm-hmm. um, you might not know this person, but um, there's a music producer named Sophie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she died. Aww. Uh She is, I actually have a really big, uh, I, I'm a big fan of hers, and she ended up, I for my journalism uh, project one year, I ended up doing an album review for her album. Oh, nice! And so like I had a really big like fascination with her. She is a trans woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like from Scotland or something, and and she worked with Lady Gaga, Kim Petras, Charlie XCX, a lot of like these new like kind of pop stars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Really interesting music style, very mm-hmm. kind of like off the wall and and interesting sound things. But she died. Um, mm-hmm. It was an accident. She. Uh, fell Ooh. while it's a horrible way to go but she fell while climbing rocks or something oh. in order to uh look at the full moon oh my goodness yeah wow it's kind of like wow like i i'm just kind of shocked by that because like a what a way to go but b she was doing it because she, she was pursuing her like kind of spirituality and, yeah. and stuff and i was like whoa like that's just wild and now i don't know i i'm 
this might be a little bit selfish of me, but I hope Lady Gaga does release that music that she did with, mm. with Sophie because I I'm dying to hear what it sounds like. Wow. Now I, mean, I not literally. Sorry, I didn't mean that was a bad word, choice of words. No, I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to see what what it is now too. I'm gonna. Yeah, but rest in peace, Sophie. I I am a huge fan, and and I'm that troubled me this morning. Aww. But anywho, um, no new reviews this week. But remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment, and we will read them on our next show. We will. Shall we? Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> so you have the first story. I want oh, to hear. Oh, is this. it me? Oh, okay. I d- see. I changed the story at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I thought this was you. <laughs> um, so I, I found this story about how zebras lost their stripes. What? Um, so zebras in Africa have been sporting unusual color patterns, such as large black, large black splotches or golden coats with light colored stripes. Uh, spotted zebras are, are appearing as well. In 2019, in Kenya's Maasai Mara National Reserve, scientists recorded a polka-dotted foal and white spots covering uh, its dark brown body. So these changes are likely due to genetic mutations from inbreeding, which alter the animal's melanin production. Um, it is estimated that around 5% of Uganda's zebra population have such a mutation, which is a grave warning for the future of the animals. This is where it gets interesting. Mm. Though plain zebras are the least threatened by the three species, their numbers have dropped by 25% since 2002, Mm. with around 500,000 animals ranging from Ethiopia to South Africa. Uh, Habitat fragmentation caused by fences, roads, and human development have squeezed zebra populations. So they've kind of condensed them and brought them all into like closer proximity to each Mm -hmm. other. So migrating infuses populations with new genes, making it a key to a species' long-term survival. However, a lack of gene flow can lead to inbreeding and ultimately infertility, disease, and other genetic defects. Oh, wow. So all these all these zebras are being kind of, like, herded mm-hmm. due to human development, and they're causing, like, them to be inbred. Yeah. And thus, like, you know, spotted, like, spotted zebras are being seen. Um, you know, they have, like, gold ones that have, like, brown stripes and stuff on them. So they're kind of, like, having different kind of, wow. like, what's the, what's the word? I'm thinking styles, but. Yeah, attributes. Attributes, or... colors. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, scientists are speculating that such migratory disruptions from human development are, and also poaching, are crucial for understanding the future for zebras, which may lead to more inbreeding or even outbreeding, which causes the genetic makeup of, of species to become too dissimilar which could lead to extinction as well. Oh, outbreeding. So outbreeding is basically like zebras will be um, uh, breeding with other horses and stuff, and so they're genetically... Oh, gotcha, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. Wow. It'd be too dissimilar. That is... Wow. And that now we know how, like, you know, different forms of evolution happens, you know, for, the, for better or worse. Um, yeah. So I have a weird news story, too. There is a lot of fear about the coronavirus. Yeah. It has been for a while. Some are more afraid than others. Like this uh, California man who was arrested and accused of hiding in a restricted area in uh, Chicago's O'Hare International Airport for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. He hid for three months. Three months. Like, how does one hide for three months? I don't know how I would hide for three days, but the man <laughs> uh, told police that COVID-19 had rendered him so scared he couldn't travel home to California. So he hid in the airport uh, just surviving on food by strangers. <laughs> 
Yeah. Because. Yeah. So the United Airlines staff spotted 36-year-old Aditya Singh and requested identification. Now, they said he removed his mask and presented a badge. The badge belonged to an uh, employee of the airport who uh, reported it missing uh, just uh, just months before. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So Singh faces felony charges of criminal trespassing in a restricted area of an airport as well as misdemeanor theft charges because he stole the badge. Now, Cook County Judge uh, Susanna Ortiz set bail at $1,000. That's, you know, not bad. It's not terrible. And But even if he comes up with the money, he still will be prohibited from returning <laughs> to O'Hare International Airport. So, I see... The last time I went to the East Coast, I had a layover for like 14 hours in mm. Denver. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst thing. I, I had to sleep on the floor. Oh, jeez. It was like, you know, it, it, it was horrible. Like, it was like, you know, how does one stay three months in an airport? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, and you you never really like, al- I guess, it, it, yeah. I mean, you're never really alone because... It, it's open 24 hours a day, the airport. Yeah. So it's not like you can sleep and there's no noise. But I, I don't know how somebody would do that in hiding in different areas. Like I couldn't I couldn't hardly sleep there at all. Like, it was it was really, really bad. So, like, but I'm sorry, but if you're just afraid to go home. Yeah. Just go home. Like, <laughs> seriously. Just go home. You don't need to, like, hang out in an airport for three months. Jeez. Right. Anywho. If Rona doesn't get you, the law will. The law will. Um, I found this article about a Roman mosaic that was found that kind of shook the archaeological archaeological world. That was me shaking. That was, <laughs> that was shaking. Okay, that was cute. Um, so archaeologists have unearthed a 5th century Roman mosaic in Britain, marking what experts call a tremendously exciting discovery that may upend long-held assumptions about the timeline of the Dark Ages. So mo- the mosaic floor was, was first discovered in the Chedworth Roman Villa in Gloucestershire, England, in 2017 and underwent extensive radiocarbon dating to it. Uh, to measure the level of carbon in charcoal and other organic materials to determine the mosaic's age. Uh, so the date of the mosaic is significant given the prevailing belief that towns and villas in the region were in a state of decline by the end of the Roman Empire um, and around the 4th century. And the dawn of the 5th century marked the beginning of the Dark Ages, which is a period of cultural and economic deterioration in Western Europe where few documents survived and archaeological evidence remains scarce. Um... But what is so exciting about the dating of this mosaic that Chedworth is that it is evidence for a more gradual decline. Uh, the creation of the new room and the laying of the new floor suggests wealth and a mosaic industry continuing 50 years later than it had been originally expected. So basically, uh, somebody got new flooring mm-hmm. in, the, in their villa oh. after uh, their country was already like kind of going up in flames. So they were, <laughs> they were kind of like, you know what? Everything's going to be, you know, it's like if, if the world shut down here mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what? Everybody's poor, but I'm going to get a new floor. Yeah. <laughs> Not only a new floor, but a Roman mosaic floor. With some travertine. With some, <laughs> exactly. So it was just kind of like interesting to me that like someone would do that. So, but um, further research of the neighboring villas is necessary to determine if they consider, uh, contain similar decorations or if this was a one-off from simply wealthy family who clung on financially later than expected 
Oh. Do you know anything about the Dark Ages? I do not. I know very little, and apparently so does many other people. <laughs> right? So we're, we're going to learn about the Dark Ages. That's going to be... I just know that, you know... The, it was the, dark, you know? It was I mean, dark. Uh, the plague. Mm. The bubonic plague. Yeah. That happened. That's all I know. <laughs> well, I you know what I know about? What do you know about? I, I look like a hunter right now. I think we both, we have this camouflage <laughs> thing going. I don't know if that was like, you know. We're going to go shoot some deer. Yeah, we're going to go shoot some shit. Um, <laughs> really not, though, because I'm lazy. But uh, so there's a new hunting season going on. It's not deer or hunting for fish, which I guess would be called fishing. Fishing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hunting for fish. Bam. Uh, we love animals here. But uh, an Oklahoma lawmaker is intent on passing a legislation to legally declare a Bigfoot hunting season. (laughs) That's right. Like Sasquatch, the abominable snowman. Uh, Bigfoot hunting season. Yeah. So Republican uh, Justin Humphrey claims that they are not trying to kill the Sasquatch. They only intend on capturing it. That's the type of hunting we'll be doing there. So he also said that he would work on specifics with the commission uh, and which would include a $25,000 bounty for someone who traps the, the Bigfoot. Now, the bill doesn't specify that. So the text is introduced by Humphrey, directs the Oklahoma uh, Wildlife Conservation Commission to create rules and dates and licenses to establish Bigfoot hunting season, uh, which is awesome. The commission did not seem too interested in that. Uh, because they don't recognize the Bigfoot in the state of Oklahoma, uh, adding that the bill would require them to create a new season and license for something that doesn't exist. <laughs> so there's like there, there's a lot of work for like for, for something have. that doesn't really we can't find any evidence for. So. Yeah, they, they, I just I don't I don't get it. But you know maybe they'll find themselves a Bigfoot. Now multiple states have laws protecting animals that aren't otherwise named. Uh, but uh, specifically, the Bigfoot's named, uh, protected, and named in Washington. Uh, that I did know. I lived in Seattle for a little while. Wow. And, and, and Bigfoot's kind of big up there. Wow. So they protect him up there. Yeah. Wow. No they hunting the, season they there. They have the Sasquatch Festival. And... Now, I used to live in Texas. And uh, Bigfoot might want to avoid Texas because in the Lone Star State, you can just, like, shoot and bag a Bigfoot or anything <laughs> that you want. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I look. I grew up in Texas. You know, there was a gun taken on family trips. You know, right. yeah, Ugh. yeah. I'm sorry. That's just how it was. This is is. <laughs> I'm we not love saying, our beer, viewers in Texas. I'm not saying anything bad about Texas. I'm not bagging on Texas, but the South in general just gives a very bad kind of taste in my mouth at times. I will say, I do want to visit Austin. Oh, Austin's great. We love our Southern listeners. Yes. <laughs> I'm not bagging on any Southern listeners. Just sometimes, like, bad bad taste in the mouth. I'm going to shut up now <laughs> before I take myself in even deeper here. Um, I'm not going to – I'm just going to go right into this, but this is a bit of a threefer. Mm-hmm. I found three articles that mm-hmm. I'm going to explain everything about. I don't want to say too much up front. Just kind of bear with me. We're going to go with this. All right. So, number one. A farmer in Ireland has found a ball of 2,000-year-old butter buried in a peat bog. Um, Jack Conway found the ancient 10-gilogram ball of butter buried in nearly 5 meters of peat in a bog in Emlock Bog, County Meath, on June 1st, last year. Uh, He discovered it uh, while cutting turf for fuel. The (laughs) The old butter is likely still edible. What? Because of the unique preservation properties of the peat, which is both acidic and contains little to no oxygen. 
Jeez. You know what a bog is, right? It's like a swamp. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a swamp. Um, so, and then number two, Seamus. So we have butter, first of all. Seamus Blackley, best known for being one of the minds behind the Xbox, is a hardcore amateur baker and Egyptologist. Oh. He negotiated access to a 4,500-year-old kingdom vessels uh, used to bake bread and make and make beer from the Peabody Essex Museum and the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. This guy's got a lot of money, apparently. Yeah. Um, but Richard Bowman, a, a dedicated uh, doctoral candidate in the microbiology at the University of Iowa, helped in the process, injecting a nutrient solution into the ceramics, which reawakened dormant yeasts and then extracted the yeasty liquid. While most of the yeast was sent off to the laboratory for study, Blackley took one sample home, and set out to recreate the taste of ancient Egypt by baking bread with its yeast. <laughs> so, four thousand five hundred year old bread from Egypt. Oh, oh, you have bread and butter now. We have bread and butter. Nice. <laughs> Wait, you look like there's more. There's more. Oh, geez. Several years ago, the team discovered. Oh, okay. Wait. Anywho, so um, during a routine excavation of an Egypt uh, Egypt uh, ruin uh, several years ago, the team discovered broken jars in the tomb of Thomas, a high-ranking Egyptian official. The archaeologists found a solid whitish mass in one of the jars, which they suspected was food, but were unsure which kind. Now a study has identified it as cheese. Oh, I love cheese! Dating from 3,200 years ago. Not that old. <laughs> so we have... Butter found in an Irish peat bog, two thousand year old butter. Mm-hmm. We have three thousand five hundred year old or four thousand five hundred year old bread. I don't think anywhere this is going. Three thousand two hundred year old bread or cheese. Uh huh. There you have it, folks. The recipe for the world's worst grilled cheese sandwich. And the oldest as well. And the oldest. Wow. Isn't that disgusting? You thought the grilled? Che- oh my god. It's like when you smell the milk. Like, is this bad? It, this is this is some next level bad. Yeah, the world's yeah. Worst grilled cheese sandwich I've. No. I don't even want a grilled cheese sandwich anymore, and I love grilled cheese. I mean, if you ate this sandwich, like, I wonder what kind of, like, demons you would suffer. Like, summon. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, I wouldn't want to be after it, like, a couple hours later. Mm-mm. Like, you summon, like, Anubis himself. Like, he comes up from the dead and, like, <laughs> just wreaks havoc on the world. You never know. You might, yeah, you might wreak the, the havoc of all of Egypt. Right. Egyptian, that's what, what, something is out of this world. And that, that was a horrible segue, but we're just going to go with it, damn it. <laughs> it's hard to segue from uh, grilled cheese sandwich. It is, but you know, you know, Saturn, you know, all the planets, you ever notice Saturn has this like little tilt, this gangster lean to it? Yes. Um, I'm trying to be gangster, gangster here. Lean. It has a gangster lean, baby. Um, well, this uh, happened, uh, so there's a reason. It found found out why that uh, there's a, a tilt to Saturn. The, the reason also is not letting me speak either. I have no idea. So rather than like a David versus Goliath that appears, that Saturn's tilt might in fact be caused by its moons. Okay. Now the current tilt of Saturn's rotation axis uh, is caused by the migration of its satellites, the moons, uh, especially its largest moon, Titan. So recent observations have shown that Titan and the other moons gradually moving away from Saturn much faster than astronomers uh, once uh, previously estimated. So by incorporating this increased migration rate into their calculations, the researchers have concluded that this process affects the inclination of Saturn's rotation axis as the satellites move further away, the planet tilts 
more and more. Hmm. It's, you know, it's weird how gravity, just the one thing affects the other I mean, gravity. So Saturn's tilt is thought to have occurred relatively recently for over 3 billion years after its formation. Uh, so, not, you know, not too, you know, just 3 billion years ago, not too long ago, Saturn's rotation axis remained only slightly tilted. It was roughly a billion years ago that the motion of its moons triggered a phenomenon that continues today. Uh, similar conclusions have been made about the planet Jupiter also, which is expected to undergo uh, comparable tilting due to the migration of its four main moons, uh, which are the orbit of, uh, of Uranus as well. So over the next five billion years, the inclination of Jupiter's axis could increase from more uh, from three degrees to more than 30 degrees. So the moons are just making it kind of top heavy. Yeah. <laughs> we don't mind the top here on this yeah show. <laughs> no <The> heavy top <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it, they're moving further and further away you know how the moons affect the tides and everything like that but everything right. gravity affects gravity this affects that so so there's also an interesting thing that like the actual orbit of uranus too mm-hmm. what um because so like the actual orbit of uranus i believe is kind of like oblong shaped so that's also affecting it too okay is that right? I. What are you looking at? <laughs> I, I was looking at my ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> looking at Uranus. Yes. Um. So yeah, the orbit of Uranus mm-hmm. is affecting the orbit of my Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> it's orbital and it's affecting everything. Orbital. So, I don't. Ca- I don't know. I don't care anymore. <laughs> but there is the, there is weird stuff going on. There is weird. There are weird things afoot. There are and, weird things afoot. But I think you're you're going to tell us about some of that uh, a little bit later, possibly. I am. I'm, I'm at, uh, and for our Patreon listeners, we're actually going to have... Actually, you're on Patreon. You know what? I think this month we're going to let our listeners on YouTube in on the uh, extra content. Shall really? We? Should oh, we? We should do that. Where we can they find us on YouTube? They can find us on YouTube. Uh, on Demetri Miles' check, uh, page, you can find J.S. Cosmic Insights as well as my Astrology Corner this month. Ooh, see, that is a gift from mm. us to you. You're welcome. Yeah. So, anyways, I think that's it for we have. Uh, that's it for we have. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Help. That is it for this section, and we're going to come back in just a little bit. Yes, we are. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Star Seeds. This Welcome. is uh, our guest today is Fran Lyon. Um, he is a um, you, you do tarot, you channel um, beings from other dimensions, and you also are a capoeira. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, a practitioner. Um, so I wanted to know. We'll just go ahead and get started with the, these questions. Where did you grow up? Um, I was born technically in LA, but I was raised in Pasadena. Okay. Um, and raised in Pasadena. I only left for college and then um, came back and still living in Pasadena. 
Cool. Nice. I actually work out of Pasadena right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we uh, I actually work out of the Hilton, like downtown Pasadena. Which one of and your? I've... Oh, I was gonna ask you which one of your fondest memories as a kid. Ah, uh, okay. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. You're talking about um, paranormal experiences. I would say my earliest and my favorite was um, when I used to live in the house, and I didn't know this. Um, but I specifically remember just waking up one night, walking off, and seeing two red eyes and the Whoa. growling. And it was, and it looked like a reptilian. I, I would assume it was a reptilian race. Whoa! Um, and I just remember looking at it. And at that age, I was really, really young. I was really into Godzilla and Jurassic Park, so nothing <laughs> like that would scare me. I was like, "Oh, you're yeah. you're nothing." And I just walked back, and I, it turned out like later on, I found out in my 20s that my mother and my father told me they were like actually we left that house because it was haunted and there was some weird stuff going on there's still weird wow. stuff going oh. on now but now i'm like <laughs> oh you're, you're telling me all this now <laughs> wow <laughs> but um we do have we that is one of the questions that we have later on but um what like a like a regular memory like like what's like what was your family mm -hmm. life like like what what did you oh it was very fun we were very close um we were very close together um we're very fun going, very open going, uh, growing up. Um, I'm the oldest of three, uh, so I have three younger sisters. Um, let's see, my father unfortunately passed away like a, about three, four years ago now. Um, unfortunately, our grandfather actually just passed away recently because of COVID. Mm. Um, oh. So I only have one grandparent left and my mother right now. And then I have my three younger sisters. Um, but okay. we're really close now. We talk about everything. Um, they're very open to all this stuff. Um, as soon as I like started saying things and things started happening and they're like, okay, we're going to start listening. And they're, they're very, yeah. very supportive. They're very supportive. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> they're, so they're we're open to, to the other. Yeah we're, yeah, we're supportive to each other and we're open for each other as well. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ah, let's see. So originally... I was young. I wanted to be a paleontologist. Um, I just love the dinosaurs and the bones and the fossils and excavating. Are you boss from Friends? That's what, okay. Right? <laughs> I literally that's what I was thinking. That's, yeah. <laughs> wanted to be right? Ross from Friends. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, later on in college, I actually ended up in environmental studies with a minor in economics. Um, oh, that's so I went fun. into that. Mm -hmm. that's a good so combo. I went into that. It, yeah, it's a really nice combo. And then later on and kind of now I ended up in um, interior design and uh, fine jewelry. So with gold and diamonds and all that stuff. So I'm, wow. the store just kind of, I'm a specialty salesperson. So I either go, they send me where they need me, which is either interior design or fine jewelry. So I work wow. with those two now. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Very yeah, well so I get to, yeah, I get to like see the diamonds when they first come out from the artist. I'm like, oh. <laughs> wow. Talking about diamonds. Yeah. Was, that's that like, kind of like, <laughs> All these synchronicities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we—it's—it's it's funny. I saw the uh, the lion. Uh, was it Simba? What lion was that? The lion. Uh, yeah, yeah, Simba. I we, we were talking. It's so funny because my last screenshot just a couple of hours ago was this funny meme with the uh, dare uh, uh, lion. So it's just funny. Uh, I saw the lion. I was like, whoa! I just screenshotted that. Uh, so it's like. <laughs> uh, what can you tell us about your experience with or your battle with Lyme disease? Okay, so that occurred in my 
late 20s. They think I caught it around my college years because um, being in environmental studies, I did actually had to go into the woods. Um, I attended uh, Cal State Sacramento. I did have to go into the woods, the vernal pools. Um, I was right up front with deer and wolves. Um, but unfortunately, I did not get the um, typical bullseye mark that you get when you right. get bitten by a tick. So I was unknowingly living with it for a while wow. until the point that it got really, really bad that um, I ended up in the hospital for a good week. Uh, that's when they did all these tests and everything. Um, it turned out I was positive for late stage Lyme disease. Uh, so after that, I came back home. I had to put my life on hold. I came back home because I knew what this would entail. Um, I had to do a year of just testing because I had to see how far it spread. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was in my own quarantine <laughs> uh, right before COVID. Um, so I was, f- so for treatment, I had a pick line, which um, I'm not sure if many people know, but think of it as an IV that they stick in your arm, except they stick it under your armpit or right here by your chest. And it's a mm-hmm. small tube that goes directly to the heart. It doesn't enter the heart, but it's like a few, yeah, very, very close to it. And so I was getting a bag of IV antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting antibiotics, fluid antibiotics every single day for three months. So I was bedridden. Um, I chose not to do this at the hospital. I chose to do it at home. So I had the nurse come every single day, do some blood work, give me my medication, check my temperature, check if everything was okay. After that month happened, uh, she taught me how to do everything. So the remaining two months um, I did on my own. The medication, they would actually be delivered to me every week. So I would have a stock. I had my own fridge in my room because I had to mm-hmm. store my medication in there. Um, so I did that for three months. And then after that, I was feeling better. Um, they ran some more tests. It was almost normal. Um, and so they decided to take me out of the liquid antibiotics and switch me over to pill antibiotics. And so I did three months of pill antibiotics. I was getting morning, evening, and late night. And then, um, so in total, I was on medication for six whole months, about six, seven months after that. Um, my, they did blood work. Everything seemed to be going back to normal. Um, they took off medication because they're, idea and this is how I knew they were good is they wanted to wean me off medication they knew being in my young 30s that I had a good chance of recovering fully Um, even before the medication I had to sign a waiver saying that we are not gonna follow CDC we're not gonna follow this specific guideline we're gonna talk me and the infectious disease specialist uh, what best works for me and I actually got sent to um, I got sent to um, UCLA Medical Center over in Sulmar. Mm. And my head researcher, I forgot his name right now because I haven't seen him in a while, which you know is a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But all I remember is when I first saw him and heard of him, I looked him up and I was like, whoa, one of his books is about bioterrorism. (laughs) So this is like a high-end person. He's like in charge of COVID right now. I'm like, oh man, I got sent to like the high-end person. (laughs) Um, So... I did a good year self uh, quarantine, just all on the medication. Um, just, I was also on holistic medication to kind of help my body out because the medication was right. so intense. Uh, so I had to balance everything out. Um, once all the medication was done, 
I um, took a coach to do some physical therapy to start moving again, start being more active. And then, um, then I went back to work around September and then COVID happened in March. So I was like, I never really got out of a quarantine. (laughs) Wow. So you, you went through a lot, obviously. And and I, I don't know that much about Lyme disease. And from what I understand, it's like not a whole lot is known about it. Um, Exactly. It's uh, all I know is that, um, my only point of reference is Avril Lavigne apparently had it at one point. Yes. <laughs> and so like, it was kind of like the, you know, it's it, at one point it was kind of like thought of as like a, like a mythical kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> really hard to catch and, and not really a lot is known about it, but um, what advice can you give to others who may be suffering or like what other symptoms do you think that people could possibly notice? Um, the uh, joint pain, the, Mm. um is always a big one um i was you kind of have to like trust your body and kind of figure it out because um i remember in my mid-20s late 20s um i was getting carpal tunnel by typing and i was getting carpal tunnel just by combing my hair and they Mm. thought everyone thought it was like oh you're just you know you're aging you're not that young anymore i'm like i don't (laughs) think that's it. Um, 62 <laughs> right they were um any other medical issues i had like um i always started getting um bipolar schizophrenia started happening all of a sudden it happened from all these things don't happen all at once it's like you get these slow buildups that over months it starts building up more and more frequent and more severe and more frequent and more severe uh-huh. um, so that's how that happened and i remember they were like oh you're just you know they either blamed it on like my lifestyle, if like I did something or went out or did something like that. Um, or if I didn't go out, they were like, oh, it's your work. You're just so stressed out. And fast yeah. forward many years later after my treatment, I'm like, look at me. I'm holding a handstand for like five seconds, 10 seconds. I'm moving <laughs> around. Nothing hurts. Right. <laughs> wow, it's awesome. <laughs> so it's just it's being really aware and mindful of your body um, because it mimics so many other diseases. Right. Um, they have to they do legitimately have to go through every single test, every single thing to make sure it's that and to make sure that it hasn't severely affected anything else. Mm. Um, Let's see, it is a bacteria. So because it's a bacteria, it's a bit easier to throw medication at. But the trouble that they have is that um, the shape of the bacteria is like a screw. So it'll screw inside, hide, and then it'll unscrew and come out and flourish again. Ooh. Oh wow! Yikes! So that's why um, that's why they for me they put me on uh, two different types of medication. They had one going directly into my bloodstream, and then after that, one going through my gut uh, through the pills. So I did two different medications. Um, some say that it's able to adapt pretty much um, all the issues that you're that you kind of hear about like COVID right now is very similar to Lyme disease. It's just one main difference is one is a virus. The one is a bacterial right. infection. Oh. Wow. Right. Well, I'm learning. What do <laughs> we have, let me ask you this? What is your Zodiac sign? Uh, Leo. Leo. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sweet. okay. Um, how about like a, a religious background? How did you grow up? Okay. Uh, so growing up, uh, my family did grow up very hardcore Catholic. Um, my mother still practices Catholicism. She still um, does the rosary every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still very open-minded. Uh, she is like, she's 
trusting me a lot more when I'm talking and I'm doing these things because she's noticing the differences. Um, but she's just very, very worried about the fear of like there's a dark entity or something else out there. Mm. Um, You're referring to channeling, right? Not just the channeling, just but just strange stuff happening going on. Oh. She just wants to make sure it's like a good thing and not a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no Ouija. That's what she's here. on. Right. <laughs> right. But not just the Ouija board. She's more like, as long as it's not like the devil or like some evil dark being, it, it's okay. <laughs> wow. Right. What about? Uh, well, you talked about one supernatural experience, but what do you think the weirdest supernatural experience is that you ever had? Ah, the weirdest one. Let me see. The recent ones are my honestly most interesting and most weirdest ones but i'm trying to think of a, another really good one too um i guess you can say in my phase of waking up i was going through i had like post-it notes all up on my wall mm-hmm. of just things that came to my mind and i very remember specifically going okay i have this disease i'm not gonna find out until this month if i find out on this month i'm gonna move back home around this month Move, move back home in this month. It's going to take about a year for me to get medication. If that happens, my father's going to die around this month. Wow. And everything, I had everything all written out and then everything came true. Um, like even a week. things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, even a week before my father passed away, um, I told him, hey, look, be careful. Um, if you go out at night and you do this and this and this and this, people aren't going to know what happened to you. And it's just going to be an unsolved an unsolved mystery and go figure he went out the he went out one night and um he says he got hit by a car there's no visual record of him being hit by a car um unfortunately he did have alcohol in his system which i told him be careful going out drinking because if you have alcohol in your system they're gonna blame it on that so they blame it on that of him having alcohol in his system and falling over but yeah he went out one night um didn't come home and we got a call from the hospital and he was in a coma. So, oh, wow. So everything that like, that would be my most weirdest one because that one wasn't related to like another entity. That was just me writing so many things down, figuring things out. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You, you predicted the future. That's. Yeah. Yeah. I even, that's when like my family started listening to me a bit more. Cause I showed them like all my <laughs> notes and everything. And they're like, uh, there's <laughs> like how do you explain that you know yeah yeah like how do you explain it? i don't know <laughs> future vision is like interesting <laughs> yeah i bet um, <laughs> when did a uh, capoeira or capoeira come into your um uh life? into my life yeah. um it started coming into my life at the beginning of my college years before the Lyme disease started having issues um i stopped it because i started having more um cramps more joint pains mm-hmm. um of the Lyme disease which I wasn't aware of and then I re-picked it back up uh right after all of my treatment I was like you know what this is where I wanted to go this is where I was this is where I wanted to go back this is where I want to push myself I personally wanted that one because um I wanted to make sure that um if there was anything hiding any remaining from the Lyme disease that um all this all this movement would help uh break it free from whatever it's hiding um, all the muscle flexing would shoot out the, uh, any hidden bacteria. So that was my other main reason of doing it too. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, that physical activity too will obviously help with like, yeah. the joint and. Uh, yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. I had a roommate back in in Seattle who was all into this, and and it was really funny when she would come home and she'd be wearing like the you know like the the garb, and she was like, I just went to like Capoeira class, and you know had a great time. And <laughs> yeah, you you really do have a fun great time in those. You're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like dance fighting kind of. You know about well, it? Is I, my, actually no. It's kind of like dance fighting. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It, it's like, that's a good phrase of saying it. Um, like break dancing, dance fighting. It was uh, originally created because um, when they brought over the uh, slaves from Africa, they weren't mm-hmm. allowed to practice martial arts, so they um, disguised it as a dance. And when they weren't looking, that's when they actually practiced the full-on hitting martial arts of it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I, I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. I, I watched her do it at one point. My but yeah, it's very kind of like fluid dancing and yeah, it's very fluid. And I've seen, I've kind of like seen like that, but I never knew what it was called. So that's like Bob's Burgers. Bob's oh Burgers? yeah, Bob's Burger. If there's an episode. They're like Capoeira, Capoeira. Yeah. Famously, um, <laughs> you ever watch Bob, Bob's Burgers? now? Oh, with the cartoon. With yeah. the, I think I've seen it a few times. Yeah, Fa- yeah. Famously, one of the episodes she ended up doing Capoeira class. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. I love that one. <laughs> So I, have, I have a lot to look up now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What did? When did you learn uh, that you could channel other beings? Uh, let me see. I would say. I start. It was always at the back of the mind, but because like I fell asleep and reawoke again, I would say. Hmm. I would say in my recent astrals over this past 2020 year, um, because I remember very specifically that I would pop out of my body and I'm like one with another person. And we would have this full on conversation with each other, but we're not facing each other. We're just one person. Uh And wherever he's showing me around, we're walking, we're doing the same motions and everything. If he's showing me around stuff, um, if I have a question, I ask it and he responds back to me. Um, so it was at that point that started happening a lot more. And that's when I went, you know what? I, we are one. I, we can, we're one. It's so hard to explain. <laughs> so, or they, they're just kind of like, some might say a, a higher self or like a, a, or is it like an actual interdimensional being or alien i would yeah there's multiple um i would say this one is inter because i very remember specifically this was before we became one Mm -hmm. um actually not this was around the time frame where we're starting to become one um i very remember specifically popping out of my body and this happened three times in a row not back to back but like three astrals in a row where I would see myself flying off of the earth. Um, I would see the astral belt and then the next planet would be Jupiter, Saturn. And then after that, Pluto. And then after that, I'd see a bunch of stars. We're going through all these stars and everything. There's another planet that they point out for me. And then I go into their planet. Oh. so there's a couple things, and when I'm in that ship, I can. Planet. Well, and then a tenth. Well, it's more of like after that Pluto, it's we do a long travel oh, okay. beyond our solar system 
because I see another solar system and then we go into that area oh. and then there's a planet there um, that they show and then it's their planet right after. But the way that they show it to me is very specific because um, like I said, it happened during 2020 and during that year, uh, we could see Jupiter and Saturn. They were very closely aligned with each other. And Mars was very close as well too. So I'm like, if I look up, I can point directly where it is, where I was at, where they sent me at. Um, even in the traveling, it felt like I was in a ship and I would look around and um, I would see different stars when I were past our solar system. Right. That's oh, wild. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very interesting and very wild. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, it definitely is a lot of fun. Once you get past that sleep paralysis and that like moving out of your body experience, it, it gets a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh, um, like where do they come from? Like, do you like you, you you say you could like point it out, like if you go outside, but like, do you does it like Alpha Centauri or is this like the Pleiades or? Oh, let's see. Uh, which ones are these? I think these might be the Lyrans. Um, the only reason I'm thinking that is because uh, one, I'm a Leo. Um, I always feel that connection with uh, the lions. Right. Two is um. So what they've showed me when they're on their planet is it? It's very. It's a mix between Celtic, Aztec, and Egyptian. Think of those three things all merged together: the clothing, the structure, um, the culture. It's very, very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's very mixed. So I'm not. I, I believe it's them. It could be the Pleiadians. I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, the, the Pleiadians would be like kind of Nordic, like all like six foot tall, blonde hair. Six foot tall ones. Let me see. I've never heard of the the, the Leonese. The, what did you call them? The Lyrans. Lyrans. Oh, Lyra. Like um, Yeah, Lyra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lyra. Okay. Huh? Um, which I think, yeah. So I think I'm more connected with, with that area um i still have to i'm just trying to think of their clothing yeah it's very those three um let's see have i met other i've met starseed ladians um let's see i do recall seeing a council of three that hovered around my bed for a while mm. um they were tall um glowing white figures and they were talking with each other and if i talked to them they would look at me and talk back um, a lot of these actual experiences they're very talk back and forth talking and uh, when i'm conversing with them i'm not like thinking like if i pause and think oh i could do now um when i'm over there it just comes out since you don't have a body it's just your mind kind of speaks your right it just does this talking for you there's, there's um, no um buffering <laughs> yeah there's no buffering over there <laughs> uh so i've seen those three um reptilian i want to say a couple uh let's see who else and what else um during my college years actually um i did not know this but when i moved into i had a i went into a room for rent and the uh landlord um i would live there for about like a month or two and the landlord actually came out to me saying hey uh, she believed in aliens. Um, she actually hosted a small group of like three to five starseed people once a month. And she would actually go to the conventions and everything. 
Um, and I remember what was the interesting part was um, there's a couple interesting parts. One was um, her husband who was deceased. His birthday was two days before mine. Uh, so that was interesting and funny. Uh, his degree, he was a professor and his subject that he taught was my degree that I graduated in. So that was really funny. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, the other interesting thing too was the things that she was saying, uh, very, they matched up exactly to what my uncle was saying. And my uncle has worked for many, many, many years now with uh, JPL, which is oh. Jet Proportion Labs. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And um, he's told us some stuff. Um, if you ask him if they're real, he'll say yes. Um, if you ask him if he worked on something, he'll say yes. Um, but other than that, if he's going out on a project, if you want to get deeper, he says it's classified or I can't talk to you around electronics. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, <laughs> I can't talk so, to you around electronics. Yeah. So <laughs> I found it interesting that um, the landlord was saying the same exact things as my uncle, who actually works in that field. So I was like, okay, there's definitely something going on. <laughs> wow. Crazy. But yeah, that, that kind of gives you an idea of like, I'm, I'm, it's always around me. <laughs> <laughs> what about so who are you and you talked a little bit about it but your interstellar guides can you tell us a little bit about those ah my interstellar guides one would be the one i'm connected with um the other one so this one is a big interesting one is i would consider it a shapeshifter uh which we're still trying to figure out exactly if it's interstellar or if it's from here but from what we understand it's an energy from someplace else that's been a big important guide for me uh, mainly because um, I actually do a lot of shape-shifting on the astral field too oh, wow. um, and the shape-shifting on the astral field um, it's so interesting because you're like you'll be at this body and you just instantly First person point of view, cat, lion, uh, wolf, dragon, um, the phoenix. Those are the ones that I most often do. Um, so I, we believe he's been an important one for me only because it's going to allow me to kind of, not necessarily shape shape, but kind of allow myself easier channeling for other beings since I'm able to shape shift and able to understand how they feel and all that stuff. Now, when you astral travel, like, have you taught yourself how to do that? Or is that something that just kind of like happened kind of naturally to you? Or is there a both. way to kind of, yeah, both? Is there a way both. to kind of like, I know people might have this ability anyways, but like, is there any way to like, you can strengthen that? Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that because this week um, I had another, another friend who's runs a school regarding that. And she actually wants me to build a curriculum for astral projection. Okay. So I'm actually uh, I've actually been writing down and doing a day-by-day -day class structure for astral projection. But um, what I say and what I hear is the biggest problem is that sleep paralysis feeling. Mm. Um, I feeling like I just... Uh, um, what I tell people is the best way to do it is just take it one step at a time. When you get that feeling, don't try to move your entire body at once. Just do, you know, one finger up, one finger down, do one hand up, one hand down, do one leg up, one leg down, just so you can start conditioning your body and becoming more aware of your body when that happens and you're not in complete surprise and complete shock. Um, uh, let's see. I always had 
some form of it. Um, anyone's able to do it. Um, I've trained myself more by using a lot more. Um, I listen to planetary frequencies. Mm, uh, okay. Yes. So NASA that? came out. Um, you can find it easily either on the NASA site or even on YouTube. Oh, okay. But they, the binary frequency, the fork, the tuning fork. I've listened to that. Just kind of meditate on that. Um, being a Leo, I specifically use the sun. Mm, um, yeah. I've used other planets, but specifically the sun helped me out. And then just kind of practicing the motion of astral projection, the rolling motion is what I use, the rolling technique. Um, now it's funny because I don't even use it anymore. I just, oh, I'm astral now. There's my body. I'll walk out. <laughs> um, but the very, very big core is preparing your mind and body. It's like um, building an on switch so that you're aware that you're going to astral travel. Um, and when you build that on switch, it's okay. My body is feeling this rolling motion. I have this weird sensation going on. These are the cues telling me I'm going to pop an astral projection. Right. That way, when you do go to bed or when you do lay down and you close your eyes, you're not all of a sudden sleep paralysis surprised. You're oh, okay. I'm walking out of my body. Because right. it's building that routine up. Another good routine up is uh, I tend to do it a lot. And if I want to self-induce it, I understand I can do it between 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. And that's just because my body recognizes and knows that during those time frames is when I'm more actively aware to astral project. I can do it at night. I can do it any other time during the day. But um, between 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. is when I kind of self-scheduled my clock for my mm -hmm. body and for my awareness to understand if we're going to do any astros, it's going to be intense or a long one. We're going to wake up before 8 a.m., eat, do what we need to do, and then lay down. And then there's an astral projection for however long it needs to take. Interesting. Wow. So yeah, it, it's building up a routine. It's just building up that recognition. Right. Oh, have you, now you, you talked about, you know, the being warned of, you know, a couple of things, hearing things were going to happen. Are there any disasters that you've avoided, uh, that they warned you about and you've uh, avoided? Let's see. So that's interesting that you bring up that subject because I was aware. So when COVID hit, actually, we, we can actually do one with COVID. Um, so before COVID hit in like February, March, that winter. Um, and this is when I learned the difference between telling someone and guiding someone the right way. Um, that winter before COVID, um, and this was, I was telling people, hey, look, um, careful, there's going to be some disease popping up in February. During that time, there was another disease coming out from the fleas, uh, from insects. And I was like, you know what? I think it's going to be this, but I know there's like some in disease that's going to come up in March. Um, I kept thinking it was just insect related because of my Lyme disease and everything like that. And I told everyone like February, March, because of all these things happening in our past, because of the way the healthcare is, because of the way people are wanting to work, um, something really, really big infectious disease is going to happen in March. Um, that was unavoidable. It turned out to be airborne. Uh, the other one is after COVID happened, um, just going through my list and like really trying to figure it out. I'm like, oh, you know what? This person is going to get sick. It's going to spread to us. And this person is unfortunately going to disease. So I try to avoid it. 
Um, the problem is, is that you can't force anyone to do whatever they want or not want. Right. Um, yeah, you have that free will. Uh, the best way I can explain it is um, I'd have to actually draw this out. Hold on. Oh, wow. See if I can. This is bad radio. <laughs> but we we were gonna get to see it, and we can post. We can like maybe recreate I can, it. I can maybe um, clip it on on social media or something. But I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. The best way I can s- explain it was like um, if you have a huge event here. Mm-hmm. Your path is going through here. You can take an extreme measure to avoid it. So if this was COVID, mm-hmm. um, the extreme measure to avoid it would just be make sure everyone's covered, make sure it's free, make sure everyone can close down, make sure uh, you don't have to worry about bills. But because we can't do that, it kind of meant more like that. Right. It became mm-hmm. unavoidable. So future vision is like um, you see these rivers, you see these timelines, you'll see puddles, you'll see an ocean. Uh, you'll see these events, uh, some bigger than others. Um, that's what you kind of consider uh, like unavoidable things like that. And um, when those things come up, it's, yeah, unless we unless uh, we chose not to work, then unless the person that initially got sick that I knew that was going to get sick first chose not to work, um, did not work, uh, then it would have been all avoidable. Um, for our listeners, again, is sorry for for the listeners. Oh, yeah. um, it, it kind of looked like almost like uh, like a like a meteor belt when you're kind of like avoiding the meteors going through in your rocket ship. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You have some meteors larger than others that you just can't pass, so you go through it. Gotta go through um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go through it. Um, we have one last question before we actually get to meet the being or a being. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that is what have you manifested lately? We ask all of our guests this. What have you manifested lately? Um, let's see. What's funny is this whole meeting. Um, I remember telling you, like, right before we put this on, I was like, this is so interesting because, like, a week before, I had an astral and I was talking to this figure, and they're like, um, they wanted to specifically tell me something. They showed me NASA, what was going on in there. Um, and they were showing me their planet as well, too. And I was like, do you want me to open a portal? What do you want me to do? Like, you want to talk, but how do you want me to talk? Like, what do you want me to do? And they were like, no, don't worry. We'll send you someone to go talk. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then you come up and discuss. I was like, oh, okay. There's one. Um, and <laughs> that's a funny one. Uh, the other one, let's see. I had two other people that um, I remember going through Astral and just seeing this group of team or building up these connections with other people. And uh, this week, actually, um, I had one from my college, a college friend of mine. Um, we reconnected in December, but this whole week we were talking about um, hauntings and um, personal hauntings because she got a question if she could do one and she wanted my help for that and um, another one was the school one because for a while I've been it been wanting to teach I've been looking at it and I kept getting these visions of institutions of creating something and then go figure my other friend from high school which 
ironically enough, we keep running into on the same path. Um, she's teaching, doing classes, runs a school and wants me to do something with Asheville. So um, these are like the most recent projects that just all happened at once this week. It's just all quick, quick, quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, well, this has been super enlightening. You have a very yeah. uh, interesting background and I'm, I'm glad to finally share this with you. Um, but yeah, whenever you're ready, um, do your thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. We're going to use some cards because it makes it easier okay. for us to explain. Um, and that's just because there's, again, some, you're talking to a non-human being. So we have to use symbols right. that we understand that are, we're able to relay. So let's see. We're just going to. Flip the camera over. We have this deck here. Let's see. We have this one here. And so what I'm doing for you as well, too, is um, I do for my clients as well. Um, I've done a few free readings in the past. I actually did a lot, but I had to put a pause on those because of all these projects going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always have a journal here just in case something wants to come through on the other side as well. But is before, before we start, was there any specific question that any of you had for it? We have a bunch. We actually crowdsourced a bunch of questions. Um, okay. So... I mean, I don't know how many we're going to get to. We'll try to get to all of them. Yeah. Um, some of them are kind of funny. So I, I hope you're, yeah. I hope your friends. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Like they, they, they love talking. They love learning about humans and cool. it's, it's a fun interaction. Cool. All right. You can uh, send the first question over. Okay. Uh, you talked a little bit about this, but where exactly do you come from and what is it like there? Okay. That's a good one. Where do you come from? And we have peace offering. That's pretty funny. Um, so right here in the center, this is just the center of core of where we're at. Mm-hmm. We have three of cups here. Um, this could be directly of us three trying to speak with it. Um, it can also be directly of us in communication with it. We asked it where it's from. Um, Let's build this over so you can see. Eight of Wands is a very traveling wa- uh, card. It's a mm-hmm. very quick card that travels. So you see where you're from. You travel very quickly and very far from where? Oh, let's see. Five of Cups. This is interesting. Because uh, in their planet as well, too, they show me there was something going on. Mm. Um, if this is where you're coming from, it's over this way. Oh. Mm. Which means they're up there, here. They came because there is something going on. They have two other cups right over here, which they're presenting an offering. Um, But what's interesting over here is it's a peace offering. Mm. So you can say just reading this way, they came from a planet with the peace offering uh, for us to celebrate with. Uh, Oh, wow. Let's see. What else here? 
I think we'll put this video on uh, Patreon for us. Yeah, I was about to say, this is like this is awesome. Let's see what else. Because I can show you specifically a map of where this being is from that I'm connected with, too. Um, like I said, um, you go past Mars, past the asteroid belt, past Jupiter, Saturn. Um, you go past Pluto a little bit. You leave our solar system, so it is in that general direction area. So is uh, it more spatial or dimensional? It's both. Uh, they don't understand, but it's not necessarily they don't understand, but it's time and space does not apply to them. Right. And the best way I can explain that is um, if they're on a higher frequency, okay. um, that we're unable to see them in that higher frequency level. Um, if they're, and it kind of goes revolving around the earth picking up in the higher dimension they've always been here they're just on a faster motion than us so as the earth goes up into your four and 5d and that's why you kind of notice more aerial phenomenon events going on mm -hmm. it's just that we're now going at the same speed as then okay does that make sense yeah because the frequencies have kind of elevated in the past exactly exactly so. what's also very interesting too if you go to nasa or any physics news um they actually have some data saying the earth itself is picking up speed oh yeah yeah i, I did hear that recently too. oh yeah like that we're mm -hmm. picking up a second or something every yeah yeah we're picking up speed uh, so that's why yeah. Yeah, yeah yep so that's the interesting part ah uh, we're going back here ace of cups they're presenting something love four of pentacles they're holding on to something what are they holding on to we asked, where are you from? And the message that you wanted to bring over was the question. Uh, what was it like there? Yeah. Oh, what is it like there? They have sun trouble going on over there, especially because we have the four of pentacles right over here, mm -hmm. which means they're trying to hold on to something. And you have the five of cups right over here. It has to do directly with their their history um, that they're having trouble trying to overcome with. Wow. But How that's far does it go back? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Oh, it goes yeah, back years and years. If you want to find out. Two of Pentacles and Page of Wands. Yeah, it goes back years and years. Um, just flipping this over so we could see it better. Page of Wands is someone who travels very, very far. If you notice, it's a complete desert around them. There's no city. There's no nothing. Um, this is considered a traveler. Mm -hmm. um, this is a very, very far traveling. You have the Two of Pentacles here, which is a person trying to juggle. And if you look at time-wise as well, too, is, is they're trying to juggle the timing of everything. They're trying to juggle the situation of everything. Everything is very, very planned out precisely so that wow. certain events can manifest itself certain things need to be done at certain earth time for certain events in earth time to appear to allow them to appear closer and for al allowing them to communicate more at ease with us 
Okay. Right now, it's not that they don't want to fully appear. It's just that there's still some fear in people that they would be direct enemy number one. Okay. Which is what they don't want. We're um, hoping to change that ourselves here. And you and when you look right now, you kind of see everything changing. You kind of see the mindset changing as well, yeah. too. Uh, what's interesting with the COVID, with the cities that have the most highest populations, um, are moving out into the more rural areas. Like you have the yeah. um, you have people from California. You have um, manufacturers and tech companies in California leaving into these red states. And what are they going to bring? They're going to bring their blue mind over. They're going to bring their way of thinking over right. to those states. So you kind of see how it kind of just starts progressing out. Um, yeah. yeah, but a lot of it is mainly revolving around, so there's two things you're trying to pull up with me. Um, one is it's our self-karma, which is why they haven't interacted with us. And then the other one is they have interacted with us and the, in a sense, had to leave or they had that knowledge of them having to leave. When they say they have interacted with us, they're very referring to those ancient stories of gods, heroes. Uh, there's some truth to them, um, especially when they go on for many, many years, mm-hmm. when they've been passed on for generation. There is some truth with them. Um, so it's it's a learning experience for them too as well because mm-hmm. they're on a specific fixed path and we're on an interesting planet which allows free will right so it's really and i'm picking up there's a specific specific thing that they have yeah it's human free will that they have a specific hard time understanding um and that's just that free will of you can calculate the best route for things but for some odd reason or another a person will decide this or feel this way the best left when you they should go right (laughs) yeah um the best explanation i can say that the best example i can say is um people who fall into toxic relationships um people say oh relationship is hard work and they're like not really if you find someone that you're like you're both fine with the small things don't matter to you um you can both progressively grow very easily but everyone's in that mindset of no you have to have like a hard time building up a real a strong trusting relationship like these conversations should come up and in reality they're like they're very free going they're like oh it's a little mess here although okay kind of clean the kitchen when you need to they're not messy it's just people know what to do and they kind of do it without having to bump heads do they do they perceive humans like in that way? Like, are they, is that like their perception of us? Let's see. And so we're just messy. Ah, <laughs> uh, not necessarily messy. It's very, these guys will help out. That's a good one. It's very, so three of wands here. You have a person looking out to figure out what they want to do with their life. Five of, uh, not five, seven of cups right over here. If you notice, here's a human. There's just so many things going on that if it's upside down, they don't know what to do. Mm. There's so much creativity in human. They could do so much, but with so many things going on, 
is it's a bit overwhelming for the humans. It's very, very only Hawaiian. Right. Um, big how it is. Yeah, exactly. And a big part of it is just, it's just being human, which is, again, it's understanding um, how emotions, how human will can change. It's just, it's, it's, they find humans very, 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 very interesting. Um, we are a, we as humans are a young race is what we need to understand. Um, then those other species, they have a longer lifespan. Their consciousness goes a lot longer as well too. Mm. So for them and their eyes, we're like, we're young, we're young. We're in our toddler, not necessarily in our toddler phrase. We're like maybe um, preteen age, going into the teenage, figuring out what's good, what's bad, what's working, what's not working. Uh, so they do have a lot of patience with us on that reason that our species is very young and we're actually progressing very, very, very quickly for such a young species age. Um, but because of that, they do have they do have a council looking over us. That council is built up about 12 members in it, 12 different species in it. Um, the way they run is so it's a pair of not a pair it's like an umbrella it's a council of 12 but there's three that oversee this area there's three that oversee this area there's three that oversees this area so it drops into groups in that perspective interesting um so, so they have like reptilians they have pleiades they have the greys those are all probably members yeah, and there's each of them have their own perspective view on us. Um, and even then, their individuals, um, they have their own perspective view on human as well, too. So saying that question um, with the being I'm connected with, he just sees us like as a young niece, a young um, sister, uh, like, yeah, if you're an uncle or an aunt and you have like the little niece over like, that's age Nine, six, nine, eight, nine. 12. Yeah. <laughs> that you, you just love them and you want to go hug them. And, but you still got to watch them because there's, they make mistakes every now and then you got to guide them the right way. <laughs> so that's how the being, the being I'm with kind of sees them. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's very, each one is going to have a different point of view. Oh, uh, is there anything bad about, uh, if you'd ask him, if there's anything bad or about uh, space or in a, or uh, interdimensional travel? Uh, we're going to go directly here where the stone was at. So this particular stone, I just connect with the throat chakra, the communication area. So by asking that question, we understand that this is what they're trying to say. Um, this is the moon. The moon upright is actually a portal. Mm. You have the moon right over here. You have the portal path in the center. Um, you have a little lobster crab here. You have the two wolves, the two mirrors are right over here. Upside down, let's see. Or anything they should be aware of. Um, what I am picking up, what they are telling me and what he's saying is your perspective becomes very very warped if you don't have an open mind um is what they're saying is just be prepared for anything mm. regarding that situation regarding travel 
um, just completely, it's on what they're saying is, and what he's saying too, is just, just completely be open for any possibilities over there. And the reason they're saying that is because um, in a sense, that's also a negative because if you're not expecting something, it's going to com be a complete shock to you that it might just send overwhelming fear to you. Mm. So that's what they're saying is that when you have that travel, when you go into that route, um, it's very much a rabbit hole that you have to be prepared for anything um, and any like object or just anything completely, completely just anything. Expect the unexpected. Yeah, expect the unexpected. Um, is the main thing uh, yeah. is a good wording for it uh, yeah just have no expectations for the travel because there's so many different ways there's so many different species there's so many different life forms there's so many different ways to travel as well too hmm. so that's what they're stressing out is yeah just don't be shocked if something comes up or don't be surprised if something comes up because when you get into that route is just there's so many life forms there's so many possibilities um, right below it we have the king of cups it's interesting as we keep get a lot of water here the water is related to your intuition cups related to your intuition mm -hmm. what's interesting and again it kind of goes back to the moon right over here just be prepared for anything it's just going to turn your world your mindset upside down mm -hmm. um, try to remain emotionally firm or emotionally stable because uh, when things go upside down this king is still sitting down he's still emotionally stable is what they're mm -hmm. stressing out um, and just over it again keep an open mind keep an open heart heart woman um, you have a very strong woman here very strong open heart uh, you have the three flowers or three lotuses here what are you saying Follow your third eye, your intuition, and have an open heart for it. Mm. Those are going to be your two main things. Now, do they have art there or like any, like our concept of art? Yes, they do. Um, they have a lot of culture, actually, a lot of culture. Um, I very specifically remember when they toured me around their group, their home, um, it would be very much like it like the celtic the aztec and the egyptian how they had their artwork their flourishing um their fashion their culture their artwork their paintings um it's very similar to that style um, okay. they have they in a sense they do have some cave paintings but they're more at not yeah they're more advanced in that in that there's painting and their structure is a lot more elegant and at the same time their abstract is very very abstract and it's just, it's very similar to us in a sense. Um, but it's like a mixture of everything together is the best way I can explain it. Oh, as much as like, sorry, as much as like I am, <laughs> it's difficult to actually envision, but like I actually kind of am envisioning it like in my head. In my uh, let's see. Actually, that's a good idea. They are allowing so this is my personal book um, that when I astral or before I astral, I just leave a blank mind and I'm open to it. 
Um, in, they're saying there's a specific page in here. That'll help out. And I know exactly which one it is. This is wow. what they're saying is the best explanation for it. You kind of have a not sense far off from where yeah. I was in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, you have that um, Native American, you have that Aztec, you have, it's almost like all these weird things mixed together and it, it's their culture and it's their culture and their fashion and their um, way of lifestyle is like, it's a mixture of all these things together. Fascinating. Um, wow. That's the best exclamation here that can explain it. Yeah, this is visually what I've seen, what they've shown me. And that's what they're saying. Yeah, just, just open this picture. It would be a lot easier is what that's they told me. <laughs> where I was in my brain, actually. And again, our listeners can watch this on, on Patreon later on. Oh, do you, what about uh, drugs, alcohol, things that are similar to pot? I mean, are there intoxicants and that sort of thing there? Oh, yeah. So with that, uh, with that subject, so I personally, whenever I do a reading, whenever I do um these type of things. I'm actually completely 100% sober for that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if I go on the side, like socially, I do have a friend, um, maybe once a month, um, we'll go out, we'll have wine together, and that's about it. Um, but with my family, uh, every once in a while, if I feel like it, they're smoking, they're 420, um, I'll, I'll go join them, and that's about it. So I personally don't do it like every day. I don't do it like I need it. I don't do it for my readings or anything. Um, but it's, I'm understanding that, oh, I use it more for these social events. Um, having said that, there, some people do use them to get, uh, in a sense, more confident to break away from that thought process, mm-hmm. the human thought process. Um, but what they tell me is, um, especially depending on the drug, depending on the uh, substance, will depend on what energy and what being can connect with you hmm. so do uh, they have something similar that like they use as as kind uh, of a substance or something similar that they use that's a good question like, do aliens smoke weed is, is basically what it's we're basically, trying to ask i guess <laughs> uh the basic question that'll be a yes or no answer um they do party. They do have fun. Uh, you have right here the moon. They have their mask on. Um, they do celebrate. It's whatever. It, it's weird because on Earth we, we, as humans, call it weed, but over there it's a different substance. Mm. Um, yeah, they have different plants over there, so it's hard to like answer that question since it's okay. a species of plant that's not here. But they do party. They have their mask on. They'll go out in the moon. They'll celebrate and stuff like that. And they have the same problem, too, with um, substance as well, too. They might have some people that get too aggressive with it as well, too, like alcohol in our area. Um, alcohol in their area, sometimes they get a little aggressive. Um, but they similarly have the same thing. Interesting. Now, is there a heaven or a hell? Uh, so that's a good, interesting one. That's a very fun one actually. So what he tells me and what they tell me is what you believe on earth ends up happening in the afterlife. And the way I can explain it 
is um, if you're Catholic and you believe in a God and you believe in a heaven and a hell and you believe you have to go into that judgment area, then when you pass away, you're going to get that exact judgment area to the T core. Meaning that um, if you did some ill will to someone, if you, let's say, um, this is what really confuses them as well too when people say they're Catholic and they say like, oh, but we have to think of the U.S. first, uh, but at the same time under that Catholicism, um, the golden rule is do unto others and to yourself. Uh, when you go into heaven in that sense of Catholic route, uh, whoever's judging you there, you're going to pick that person there and he's going to be like, well, according to this, your decision, um, you didn't care about those immigrants. You didn't care about these people over here. Mm. And, and he's going to say, and it's going to be a, it's not my doing is that's what you believe. So that's what I'm putting out there for you. Wow. And then um, what happens a lot too is um, these people um, get very, not upset, but they try to tell God or the figure that they choose. Oh, well, can you forgive me? I've learned better and this and this. And this being is very, since especially that area is, the belief that God is in every single person, every single being, he's going to be like, well, it's not me, this higher angel that you need to be talking to. He's going to pick out that one immigrant whose life was changed by your decision. He'd be like, it's this individual that you have to ask forgiveness to. It's this individual that needs to forgive you since I'm in that individual. So that's why a lot of being, a lot of humans end up having to, uh, get reborn again as humans because they want to show God, oh, look, you know, I've changed. And he's going to be like, well, how? Oh, right. let me, like on earth, let me show you this way, this way. Um, so it's very that sense areas. Um, again, with different religions, you have the same exact thing where it gets to the T core about it. Um, it actually works as well too with um, atheists, those that don't believe in anything. Um, they believe, okay, we die, our body's going to be dirt. Um, and in a sense, that's what ends up happening to them. They pass away, their body becomes a dirt. Their energy level is now in that dirt. Mm. Um, so it flourishes here on the earth and they become one with the earth being it's nourished. a little bit like, the um, like multiverse theory. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Wow. Um, so that's why, they, that's why they say, yeah, it's, it's very, it, yes and no. It's very whatever you have that strong core believe in is what kind of ends up happening in the afterlife. But they say, be very careful with that because um, again, in the afterlife, you don't have a physical body. You don't have a vessel to make yourself stop and think. That's why they say, and that's why they're very patient with us. They're like, make your mistakes here on earth because when you pass away and you have to go into whatever area that you decide to go in, it's going to be a lot harder because you're not going to have your body to stop and think. You're just going to say those words. Oh, wow. So do, are there specific, uh, rel- is it the same uh, for, you know, that species, you know, what they think, you know, uh, becomes a reality in the afterlife? And are they religions? Let's see. So it's going to vary on each and every species. I'm going to go with the one that I'm connected with. Um, one I'm connected with. He's showing me more of if they pass away here, Mm -hmm. um, their mindset, their consciousness, their energy travels over to whatever planet or whatever being they're going to go in sort of in a reincarnation type of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily reincarnation because for me, what they're saying is um, this being came over 
And then as this being was coming over, I was about to be born. And so we met up and we're like, oh, let's become one in this vessel. So it's, mm, it's okay. interesting and it's weird when you go into that area and topic because um, every being, when they're out of their physical vessel in their dimension, wherever they're at, um, they kind of choose where they want to go. Many of them choose to, right now, many of them are choosing to reincarnate as humans mainly to understand them and to figure out how to guide them to the correct pathway. Interesting. And now if you're going into the God subject uh, with them, they consider it as just the creator, the main source. Um, for them, each planet is, each planet is aware and awake. But regarding like a main God figure, it is like a main source, a main object. Do um, they pick up hitchhikers? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> is that <laughs> what you think of Were you a hitchhiker when you were being born? And then that's what I, either. <laughs> that's what I think is either I was a hitchhiker, or he was a hitchhiker, but we met and we decided this vessel, this body is going to work out for the both of us. <laughs> how is how is procreation uh, for for them? For oh, okay. So procreation, so, so it's, okay, please, okay, sending me a lot of stuff, uh, a lot to talk about. It's going to vary on the species, with the species I'm connected with. Um, there's masculine, there's feminine, but there's also male and female, and there's in between as well, too, is, uh, is the species I'm connected with. Okay. Um, but you can have a female with the masculine energy. Um, it doesn't really matter. Uh, love is love for them. Um, they're very attracted to whatever energy level that they're attracted to. Uh, so if they have a masculine, uh, actually, yeah, it's just whatever they're attracted to is this species race. Um, now other species like, and they're telling me the grays. Um, now from what I'm aware of with the grays, they were created without the ability to procreate. That's why you got a lot of the quote-unquote abductions in the 50s and yeah, 60s. I feel like they're more of like sexual a abduction type, like a, what's the word, genetic alteration yeah. type. They were, they were genetically creating, uh, they were actually, uh, they were genetically created for a different race. Just how humans were created here on Earth, the greys were created somewhere else as well too. Mm -hmm. They were created by a different species. The main difference with us and them is we were created by many species. The greys were created by specific one to two species. Okay. And with those species, their intent was to not have them procreate, um, to just live long and not procreate. So because of that, they intermingled, the greys intermingled with us here on earth to figure out how to procreate, to figure out how to uh, move the, especially the soul, they were having trouble with regarding the soul and the consciousness of how that that soul and conscious can travel to a different vessel. Mm -hmm. um, so procreation is very different depending on which species you talk to. Mm -hmm. um, like there's the reptilian species race, which prefer and want to procreate with the strongest. Right. So it's very... So, it's going to vary. It's going to okay, vary. Gotcha. Um, are there plans to destroy the human race if we don't destroy ourselves first? 
Um, <laughs> yes and <laughs> yes and no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so I just say yes and no. Um, yes, as in in the past, uh, there have been situations where they had to unfortunately um, end the experimentation. And when I say the experimentation, I mean like the human experiment, or they had to kind of clean it a little, wipe it clean a bit, and restart over. Right. Um, right. Like handle too much. Yeah. Uh, they keep an eye on this. Um, but majority of the time, especially right now, it's more of a guiding, it's more of a hands-off situation uh, with them to us because um, they see the potential and they see what we can do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and when they say plans to destroy, um, if they would have done it, they would have done it a long time ago um, is the best explanation I say. Obviously, they wants something from us obviously they want us to flourish um otherwise again they would have just came in and just wiped us out there would have been no chance they don't have one hand over like the red button just like oh <laughs> man they're just gonna, they're gonna go they're gonna go right no yeah if they if they wanted to they would just push that button and then boom, end it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what they do in a sort of way is they send what you can say these huge trialing events um that are kind of like self done by us in a sense. Um, like the, like the COVID situation, we could have easily avoided that um, through many, many different ways, but because we didn't, it was a self inflicted disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time they saw it um, and they just watched it happen. Um, well, they're going to wipe it, themselves out. So we don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's more of their, it's more of with they they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it on their own. They just have to make sure that these portals stay stable on their end. Right. Hmm. Do they know who built the pyramids? Who built pyramids? Let's see. I'm picking up There's different species. Uh yeah, so you have different species going on with the pyramids. Um and the reason for that is because when they landed and when they were screening the human project, um, the beings that were here at the time kind of split up. Um, so one person so was in charge of this and this kind of went over to Egypt. This person over here kind of went over to um, Central America. So they split up in that regards. Okay. Does that kind of help answer that? The Atlanteans and the... Um, yeah. Yeah, the Atlanteans and that. You have different species that kind of watched over different cultures interesting okay cool yeah yeah that's that's why you kind of get a lot of similarities because the person watching over them were from the same quote-unquote family um what does love mean to them Uh, love for them right away unconditional love it's the you can make a mistake and i can still love you it's a um it's it's this great feeling. Oh my gosh, this feeling of love is just so happy, so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just picture what, what he's telling me is picture your best moment in life. Picture the moment in life where you thought you were in love. Picture the moment in life where 
um, this person made you so happy. Just picture all these happy events that happened into your life and just put them all in one. And that's the best way that they're telling me is the feeling of this love of just all of these excitements going on. Um, and at the same time, it's also knowing that in order for something to grow up, you have to kind of watch it and guide it. You kind of have to be that parent on the side and just kind of understand that this child or kid needs to grow up and whatever mistakes they have, you're still going to be there for them. Right. So for love is just, is is this huge overwhelming energy sensation that they love, love, love. They greatly enjoy. They love love. (laughs) (laughs) Do they have chicken on your planet? (laughs) Do they have what? Chicken or anything like chicken. Oh, that's so funny that you said that because now, um, now another being is bumping in right now. He he, he kind of got offended, uh, but not necessarily offended. But like the best way I can say is like when a bird puffs their feather, like what do you mean? Uh, <laughs> the reason for that is because there is another race that is very closely related to oh. the uh, <laughs> like the winged people, the bird people. You can say okay. um, the being that I'm connected with is more of like a, a hawk. He has hawk wings. Um, when I become him, I have these huge wings on my back. Um, but it's like, when you're like, oh, you mean these bird species? Yeah, we're birds, but you mean chicken? Like, we don't chicken where you eat? We just really like chicken. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't eat. Yeah, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. No, no, he's fine. He's like, as a hawk, as, as a bird predator of prey. Yeah, they have small birds that they do have to eat as well, too. So they understand that they were just, it caught, he was a fun surprise what? of them. Like, oh, we're, we're going to my area now? What? I heard, I overheard me. I heard a family member of mine. <laughs> we have one last question for you. Yeah, yeah. What, what final messages do you have for mankind? That's a good one. What final message do you have? What spread do I want to? We'll just start off here. So this particular stone, I connect with your root chakra, anything that you need to ground yourself with. Mm -hmm. So we know directly that this card is going to be directly with grounding yourself. So the message is going to be regarding grounding yourself. Nine of wands. Um, Nine of wands upright is a person who's injured who's hurt who has a lot of fear going on that put up these walls these wands over here they can still see what's going on but in a sense they kind of pick and choose what's going on since it's upside down it'll be the complete opposite of hey let down your guard in a sense putting it upside down it's like letting down the wands to uh, Mm. get unhooked from it Mm. so one thing is ground yourself uh in letting go of fear letting go of fear is going to ground yourself Let's see because they understand that people are injured you look at her she has her arms wrapped up she has a forehead people are yeah. getting headaches are um so, yeah just it's okay to have some guard up to just be prepared to let some things go otherwise you're just gonna self-confine yourself um five six seven seven of swords Swords, we have wind, communication. What is he looking at? So the question was, any last messages? We went this way of what's coming up next. It's going to feel like there's a few people that are collecting most of the resources or all of the resources and only leaving two bits of resources for 
you can say the working class, because if you look back here, there are the tents, there are the soldiers over there. So it looks like there's going to be a few that are gathering and collecting it. Um, and it's not going to be right up front. As you notice, the people are over here, which means they're not aware of this. But because the card came out, they want to say, hey, keep an eye on just because it's blue. Still keep an eye on what they're doing. Still keep a notice of what they're doing. Because um, what they do isn't going to be the right way for everyone. For some people, right. it's going to feel like they're taking away some things. Uh, for others, it's going to feel like um, they're taking away it for this group of people. But they're just saying, hey, keep aware of the quote-unquote elitist, the people that have um, that have money in specific areas, that have policies working in specific areas. Just keep an eye on it. Be more open. Um, what they're saying is the best example is um, when Red was in charge and you had the COVID relief, mm -hmm. um, even though it wasn't a lot of money, um, Blue said, no, we want more money. Um, and now it's going to be flipped. Right. And so they're just saying that keep an eye on it because if they really wanted to, they would have just given that money a long time ago. So right. keep an eye out on how they, even though they're different, how they both kind of use each other and bounce off of each other. Um, what they're saying is, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just be aware of it because in the long run, you kind of need both in order to level it out. Right. Um, over, especially if you're going through years and years and years and years because there's some people that aren't prepared to go at such a quick speed um and so that's why they allow that system but they're still saying keep an eye out because you are going to have a few in each side now it's coming up very soon uh you have the ace of wands here so the ace of wands you have cloud right over here you have a firm grip right over here with the wand it's almost like they're going to almost bonk that person on the head. So even though these things are going to come up, someone's running away, someone's trying to escape, trying to someone's trying to gather all these things and leave. Um, in a sense, someone's going to catch on and they're going to pretty much when I'm getting is bonk them at the head, stop them. Right. Um, what's the card behind it? The hand is going to... Um, yeah, pretty much stop them. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have right behind it, Compassionate Pelly. Um, this is just a very strong, loving woman. She's the one that's bringing out the wand, uh, which means it's actually going to be, this is going to come out because we have a lot of people more open, more aware, and more loving. Um, what you're going to see is almost like the working class um, is going to start rising up and start noticing these things. And it's almost like you're going to have a lot more of the common people going into politicians because this area they're becoming more and more aware of it right sounds like what happened with the stock market this week that's what i was just gonna <laughs> say yeah 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 exactly you have a lot more of the common people noticing and watching it so that's why uh let's see what's coming up this is hopes and fears this is what we need to learn hopes and fears so the biggest hope Right now we have the three of wands. Uh, the biggest hope right now is we have our researchers to, to try to move forward. Um, because it's upside down, we're more focusing on the fear of everything that's going on. We're too fearful to do things, to change things, to move forward. Um, what's interesting is it feels like it's a long way to move forward. It feels like it's so many changes that we have to do because even upright, 
it's you're here this woman is here on a cliff even though she sees it and she has the resources for it she's gonna have to cross the river get a boat cross this huge ocean over here just to get to the other side so this stone i particularly connect with the heart chakra uh so we know that this card is going to be directly linked to your heart chakra to your love to your emotions king of wands since he's upside down almost like he's looking to the future um King of Wands is usually someone who's very uh, passionate, very strong, has a lot of ideas, almost like the core of the matter. This is something we need to learn. Is this a person or an event coming up? It's saying both. Huh. Um, there's going to be a person with bright new ideas that wants to move forward. And it's actually almost like a younger person. And when I say younger, I mean not your typical like politician that's in their elderly age. Um, and the heart chakra it's interesting because it's almost like this feeling that we have a lot more people interested in getting involved in that area a lot more people in their younger groups the right. 30s and the 20s and the heart is yeah their heart is very very connected to changing and wanting these changes going on because since this is that it's learning it's those people learning how to move forward because they see how to move forward, but it's learning how to get the courage and the will. Because even if you look at it, she has her she has her fist in a grip and she's looking to the future and she has her wand ready, but she's not quite standing up yet. She's not ready to take a step off her throne yet. They're not ready to get off of what's comfortable to move forward yet. Right. So that's what they're trying to show us there. Um, even coming up the star, uh, you're actually going to have a lot of uninteresting events coming up this year regarding our solar system, regarding the planets. Um, people are going to catch a feeling with it. You're going to have a lot of people actually noticing that and reaching to hope with that, as you see with the bird here. And you're actually having a lot more people wake up. And what they're telling me is if you haven't noticed yet, um, Years ago, you would notice the person doing turret or channeling would be almost like in their 50s or elderly ages. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, they went into their 40s. And now in this era, you have a lot more people in their 30s and late 20s waking up and trusting their intuition and using their intuition. So one of the main events coming up is, yeah, you're going to notice a lot more people waking up and looking at the stars, waking up and using their intuition more, waking up and being grounded, yet having a foot in that intuition water as well, too. So it's learning how to stabilize these two. And the main reason is because since everything is moving so quickly, we're going to need people in their late 20s and 30s, this younger group that knows, in a sense, magic is real, that knows all these things is true. Because since everything is going so quickly, the younger generation, the kids that are currently here and now, um, it's going to feel so fast for them, so quick for them, that um, things like good and bad is just going to be so overwhelming for them. And so in a sense, they're going to end up manifesting um, things uh, that's just, just going to come, whether it's illness, whether it's just glasses which this or that it's just there's going to be so many things that's why they're saying and they're noticing and they're telling me take a note of how many children and kids and young adults have are having to go to 
uh, a therapist or talk to someone is just because there's so many changes going on the earth and everything is going so quickly that there is not that they're not catching up it's just there's no one to tell them or no one to guide them the correct way because all everything is just happening so quickly and being older since we've had those experiences we're able to adapt and change but because they're younger they haven't had the years to develop the flexibility to change at ease right. does that make sense yeah, totally. mm-hmm. uh, let's see three to five months right over here uh we have this stone which is directly connected with your intuition and uh, we have this upside down so normally your cups right over here your six of cups um, they're flourishing they have flowers in them they have an adult giving a flower to the younger child uh, since this is connected with your intuition oh that's interesting they're gonna say you're about three to five months you're gonna see a lot more people trying to reconnect with their families trying to reconnect with their grandmother their uh, uncle their father you're gonna notice a huge change with that um, because it's upside down though hmm because it's upside down, people want to do it. Their intuition is trying to tell them to do it. Um, but there's a bit of a fear and confusion on if they're allowed to do it. Um, because it's upside down, it almost gives us perspective and trying to get a nice zoom in clear picture of her. You notice this little child, it's almost like her expression is a bit confused. Like, should I take this? Should I go meet you? Should I grab this from you? Should I talk with my uncle? Should I go see, visit my grandmother? So that's what's going to happen within three to five months is um, people are going to be wanting to it. People have that intuition to want to see them. Um, but they're going to be very, very hesitant. And the best way to what they're saying is you're going to have to trust your intuition and understand that you can still feel them, visit them and talk to them, even though they may not physically be there. Mm-hmm. even though we have that feeling of wanting to go visit them it's understanding that this person your dad has a dad feeling your mom has a mom feeling right. your grandmother on this side has this feeling it's understanding that you're always connected with them no matter where you're at um and it's and that's what they're saying is that that within the four to five month range, that's when people are going to really start to head on. And then what they're actually telling me is you're actually going to get a lot more Zoom meetings, a lot more uh, virtual meetings with uh, people and their kids, with people and grandparents and so on and so on. And they're actually going to be a lot more understanding about it it, because it's just they're able to see them. They're able to talk with them. They're able to interact with them without that physicality there. That almost lines up with like the, uh, the vaccination like, oh yeah you're right <laughs> so people will be able to go visit their families more yeah exactly and that's why it's upside down and since you picked up that vaccination even now they're talking about well is it working it seems to be slowing down so that's why you're getting that within the three right. to five months range <laughs> interesting wow well this has been so cool and yeah. i i super appreciate you taking the time to like talk with us today and and yeah, no problem. Um, I'm always happy to have any other things. Let me know. Um, I work really well with magical creatures. I've seen mermaids. I've uh, worked with other beings. I've ex- I don't say expel other beings, but I help people clear things out. Uh, 
yeah there's a there are huge so many other topics like um you like you have human hybrids that have magic in them but they're not awake oh, wow. uh, so there, there's a lot there's so much going on there's so much yeah, going on. <laughs> have you on in a future date then for yeah. sure that this seems like super super cool and um where can our listeners follow you oh um my instagram is the best way to do it um uh, fturid88 i believe is my instagram um if they want to message me through there that's the best way to do it as well too um i try to be on um but i have a certain time throughout the day that i'm just no social media no looking into it no no work no work (laughs) um so that's honestly the best way for them to reach me um and even if i don't have any answers or i don't have a specific answer for them i do and i've led other people to other friends of mine because again i do have someone who's very focused on self-care um she's studied all these religions everywhere so she's very good at helping people understand their will, helping people understand them. I have another friend who's very hands-on with the um, Raikou. They can use their hands and actually, um, when they focus, yeah, they can actually go into someone's body and scoop stuff out. Um, And then I actually have a psychologist friend as well, too. So I send people where they're needed if I'm unable to grab them. Well, we will definitely be in touch. And I really appreciate you again coming on the show. And, and thanks again. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, man, no problem. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if you have any other questions, feel free to ask by. Um, if you want, I can send you another page because I feel like they're telling me to give you one last page before you go. <laughs> okay, r- real uh, quick, real quick. Okay. Actually, what they're telling me is this would be a good one. They're saying pick a number between 1 and 12. Six. Six. You're saying if another person, if the other one has a number, do that too. One. I didn't think of a number. <laughs> That's funny. This one, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Um, this one is confining something. If you pick six, and this is what we got up, it looks like there are some things going on, but you have a few, you have a few people that are going to help out contain this. Um, but it's almost like. When I'm picking up from here, since we chose the number, it's like this overwhelming excitement, this overwhelming passion of like, I need to break free and go out and do something. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can even tell the energy level is here. And you have some guys just kind of help out because if this were to, if this was passion and it just exploded, it would be exploding everywhere. But since it's confined, it's buffering it a little bit buffering a little little bit um so we'll see this came out there's gonna be a lot of fun interesting stuff your guys's way (laughs) oh that's super cool all right well thank you very much for that yeah no problem (laughs) i hope you have a wonderful day and um thanks again we'll be in touch yeah thank you we'll see you in touch thank you bye-bye back star seeds um just wanted to thank our guest friend lion thank you thank you thank on you the pod this week we had such a cool conversation yes um we got to know quite a bit about 
uh, aliens and interdimensional creatures and all kinds of things. And a little bit about 2021. So That's I'm... for sure, too. Um, well, well, shit, where's my notes here? Hold on. <laughs> we have a quote. Uh, do you want to do the quote? Oh, wait. I, yeah. <gasps> I didn't do the quote this week. Oh, it was the same one as last week. No, because I did the quote last week. Oh, no. This is the one that I wrote last week. Oh. Well, you know what? We can... Uh, to the world, you may be but one person, but to one person, you may be the world. Where's that from? I forgot, but... Uh, <laughs> from Unknown. Yes, that's a... Good one. Yes. Pulled that right out of Raz, didn't we? Yep. So we're very, very glad about that. Gratitude. Gratitude. What are we grateful for? Um... Grat, grat. It's been a long day. Um, I am grateful for. I probably say this like the last two weeks in a row, but like I'm grateful to be moving in a week. Ooh. Um, moving to my own place. I'm living in Hollywood now. Yeah. Ooh. Hollywood. Um, Hollywood. I'm grateful for my job. Oh yeah, yeah. My job. She's a working girl. Um, and I'm grateful for. My mom, Chicken. I'm getting my car back very soon. So I'm grateful for her, as always. How about you? I am grateful for uh, that stimulus, baby, and for some more unexpected money that came. And I didn't get to go bawling out of control, but I had money to take care of something. And it was like, it, it, it was like I got an amount that I hadn't like even seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And that went straight to like bills and stuff that I needed to take care of to where like I had 150 left after that, that huge number. But it took a huge weight off to, to do that. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, I'm grateful that I got the chance to show up for somebody this week that always shows up for me and I got the chance. And I'm grateful for my two little besties. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am. I like. I wrote this to you somebody. You avoid saying his name, but we always talk. It's it's Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stone Street. Stone Nick Stone Street. Street yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I don't put people. A lot of times, like I was weird with an artist that I was working with. I didn't want to say her name either. Sometimes I just yeah. like I don't. I don't know why Your I do that. Privacy issues. <laughs> yes. So uh, at any rate, I am grateful for these boys. I say who always like. You two, like, keep me, reminding me that I'm loved and cared about and, Absolutely. and, and talk about my crazy, too, but that's okay. And I, it's, no, I probably speak for him when I say that we're grateful for you, too. Aww. Always. Um, well, you can follow the show on Instagram, at A Cosmic Journey Pod, on Twitter, at A Cosmic Journey Pod. I'm Dimitri Wild on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Jay Maceo Music on Instagram and Twitter. And a new thing, we have a Facebook group. It's called Starseed Central. Yeah. So you can join if you would like. You can uh, interact with other Starseeds. You can uh, interact with us personally. You can post memes and talk about all things physical to metaphysical if you yeah. so chose. Um, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> don't forget to if you find uh, this show value in the show. If you find it entertaining, if you want extra content, you can always support the show on Patreon. Um, entirely pick your own price. You get extra bonus content as well. Yes, you do. Yeah, you can do that. Well, uh, we want a special thanks uh, also to our Patreon subscribers, particularly uh, Tish. Mm-hmm. And Demi's mom, thank you, thank you, thank you. And my dear friend Kate as well. She's also a, 
a subscriber also. Yes, thank you, Kate. Don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe to the show on all social media platform, and also uh, share the show with your friends. With your friends. So you get it in their ear holes as well. Well, I think that's everything for this week. Well, guys, thanks for listening. And, and as, as always, always Godspeed, God Starseeds. Star